This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Well, thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Jack Kennelly, and with me is my wife, Doreen, as we continue in our priest-rich environment here in the program with our fourth priest of the day. And we have with us Father Charles LaCroix of the Diocese of Fargo. But before we get to Father, Doreen has got another uh, riddle or two. And Father, she's going to address them to you. We'll let you try to answer them. Are you ready? Okay. And then I got a riddle for you guys. Good. All right. Yeah. Okay. So here's the first one. Why is the letter A like a flower? Letter A like a flower. Does that have anything to do with being alpha? No. It's ah, it's buzz. because A B comes after it. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Here's now, I think you're gonna have I'm not sure. I have to check Hannah on this, but I think you're gonna have to spend a little extra time in purgatory for that one. <laughs> okay, well I I'm uh, not sure. Okay, I'm glad you're not sure. <laughs> You didn't hear the prior ones, did you? <laughs> no, uh, I think, uh, you know, thank God for small favors or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, here's another one. For another piece of penance for you for these last days of Lent. Okay. Yes. Why was the baby strawberry sad? The baby strawberry? Yes. Ah, uh, wow. Um, because uh, it always wanted to be a raspberry. Wrong. It was because his mom was in a jam. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, Father, Uh, quickly, start yours. That's too much penance. (laughs) Somebody rescue me. (laughs) Okay, this is a theological question. You guys ready? Sure. sure. You can talk amongst yourselves, and you can call people for help or whatever, but here it is. Okay. Um, There are four answers, multiple-choice answers. you got to choose one of the four, okay? Okay. Okay, Jesus is A, a human person, B, a divine person, C, a divine person and a human person, D, none of the above. (laughs) C. C. (laughs) You guys are incorrect. You just are, you now are heretics. What? <laughs> Divine and human. Nestorius. Oh. Nestorius. Okay. Wait a minute. No, here. Okay. No, I'll is, explain it. I'll explain it. He's a divine. Okay. He has two, yes. two natures. If the answer is B, he mm-hmm. is a divine person. Is he truly human? Yes. yes. But he's oh. a divine person yes. who yep. assumed a human nature. Wow. So you cannot, you, because you can't be two persons. It was kind no, of a trick question. I, but it it's was a, a trick question. It's a great question. But you can... I, I'm sorry I had to throw that on. It's tricky. It's a trick question. I mean, because obviously you guys were both thinking Jesus has a divine nature and yes. a human nature. Yeah. But I, I didn't. I snuck in the word person in there instead of nature. Uh-huh. Let, let's let's uh-huh. really oh, confuse things and talk about, but you're going to have three persons in one God. Yeah, it's, it's that's right. Yeah. It's, it's well, yeah. my favorite uh, anecdote is where St. Augustine was walking the seashore, you know, and he was trying to figure out in his brain, how can there be one God but three divine persons? And so he saw a little, 
young man there uh, with a pail and putting, he made a hole in the sand and then he was going to the ocean, taking a pail uh, of water in the pail and then dumping it in the hole. And he kept doing that. And uh, St. Augustine, was, he couldn't resist himself. He says, young man, why are, you put, try, why are you putting the water into that hole? And he goes, well, I'm going to put all the ocean into this hole here. And St. Augustine said, well, don't you know that's impossible? And then the kid looks up to St. Augustine and says, well, it's more possible for me to put this entire ocean into that hole there than for you to figure out the Trinity. Amen. <laughs> and, and then that was it. The, the St. Augustine said, okay, I'm, I'm satisfied now. So, but uh, no, this is a great day. Obviously, the solemnity of this great day, the Incarnation. And I think, uh, and I actually heard an ad, well, not an ad, it's a upcoming attractions uh, announcement yesterday about my being on the radio today. And I want to say this, and that is, I think the the headline there was that this is the solemnity of our time. And the reason why I say that, and the reason why I agree with that, is because uh, you ready for some controversy here? Oh. If I were if I were Pope, this is what I would do. So you ready for controversy? Yep. And I know what you're going to say, he... but I'm going to let you say it because you've said it to me many times. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and I believe yeah. it, and I'm with you. Yeah. So here's what I would do if I were Pope. Now, just let me finish before you jump on me as a minimalist, okay? Because that's your first impression as I start talking here. You're going to say, he's a minimalist. Get rid of him. Let's denounce him as Pope. Okay. But um, what I would do first act, first day, is I would get rid of the six holy days of obligation. Obviously, there's five if you transfer the ascension to Sunday. Um, you say, oh, look at he's he's a heretic, you know. Um He's a wimp. He's lazy. He doesn't want people to come to church. Come on, Father. Then, you're taking all my thunder here. <laughs> sorry, but then I would, I would take, uh, I would instead of those six days, I would subtract those six days. But I would add one, one holy day of obligation. It would be today. Today, I would add that. And the reason is, I, I bring back the other ones in time. But what I would want to do is make a splash to show the absolute fact that a person exists in the womb. And that's what we need to hear today, because our world is being ravaged by the lie of abortion. And so by me saying, okay, all Catholics, you have to go to Mass on March 25th every year, and it would highlight and focus and have a laser spotlight on the fact that, and I would say this when I make this proclamation, that because... We know that there, uh, that person exists in the womb. I'm making this day a holy day of obligation, not just a solemnity, but a holy day of obligation, because the world must know that uh, a person exists in the womb. And so, and we see this, of course, in Luke. You know, the the visitation, another great day, the visitation, and you know, Elizabeth doesn't say, "Well, when the uh, parasite in my womb leaped for joy." No, Elizabeth says what everyone knows and what science tells us. In fact, the other side always says that we're anti-science. Well, they're anti-science because science says, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that a human exists in that womb. So, you know, Elizabeth said, when 
your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my, loom, in my womb leaped for joy. So, I mean, it's right there in Scripture, but obviously it's right there in science, too. So what I would do is make today a holy day of obligation, and that would highlight the fact that we need to get rid of this scourge in our, in our world. Because if I might continue to wax poetic here, but and take up all your time, sorry, Jack, but... Um, you know, in the Old Testament, it's crystal clear what brought down, what eventually was the last straw that broke the camel's back, that broke down the Jewish nation, the Israelite community, and that is, and why God allowed them to be overrun, and that is that they started sacrificing their sons and daughters to the false gods of Baal and Moloch. And so they were, you know, condemning human, uh, innocent human life to death, and that's exactly what we're doing in our day. And so... If God, and it says right there in Scripture, that he's horrified at what his chosen people were doing and perpetrating this, that he allowed them eventually to be overrun by the Assyrians and then years later by the Babylonians, totally wiped out. And then, you know, the temple destroyed, they were banished to far-off lands, those that survived. And so if that's what happened to the Old Testament chosen people of God, what, what happens now when, you know, we know the truth and... If we do the same thing, can we expect the same result? I think, yes, we could, you know. So we have to get rid of this scourge of abortion, I think, because of so many reasons, not the least of which is it's a rejection of God, really. It's a rejection of life itself. It's a rejection of everything that's good, holy, and innocent. And so I think making March 25th a holy day of obligation would highlight that fact and hopefully spur everyone to work for the day where we can say that abortion is no more, you know, and that every member of the human community from the womb to the tomb is protected by law and loved and cherished and looked upon as precious, unique, and unrepeatable. So that would be my first my first act as Pope to make uh, March 25th a holy day of obligation. My second act of Pope would be to get some gelato, because there's some great gelato <laughs> in Rome, and it's great stuff. So, well, there, I, I said it. Well, that's, Yay. That's, that's great the way you put this feast in the context of our time, particularly in the context of abortion. So I'm in entire agreement with you, but I am going to say you are a minimalist, but it's not so much that I... <laughs> It's, 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 I'm only saying that because it makes me sound, I think, intelligent, like I really know what I'm talking about. So I'm just kind of trying to create an image here over the air. Father. Well, when you, when you think about abortion, it, you know, it, in, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, but I think it's the greatest evil. Obviously, putting Jesus to death was uh, it's in its own category off the charts, but the greatest evil, I think, that has ever uh, perpetrated planet Earth is abortion because of many reasons. Obviously, the number of deaths is just catastrophic. You can't even get your mind around that. But also, it breaks the number one bond of all time between a mother and a child. And if if you can break that bond, then what other bonds are are unbreakable? You know. And so, you know, I just think that it's the number one um, you know weapon that the devil is using. You know, our Lady Fatima said to Sister Lucia that the last battle uh, between good and evil, between God and and the forces of evil, will be over marriage and the family, you know? And so what's the number one way to break up families if, if not abortion? So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we just, and 
we just need to do everything in our part to build a culture of life because, you know, there's just every abortion just unleashes a whole lot of evil on the world, and we need to, you know, get back to, to God so that peace and sanity can reign on the earth. So anyway, that would be my... My first act. Okay, also, well, Father, just one other thing. The wound that it leaves in every woman oh, and the, yeah. in the fathers. Okay, we have to go to a break. Yeah, we have, yeah we've got, we're coming oh, yeah, up on a break here, so I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Real Presence Live. We're talking with uh, Father Charles LaCroix of the Diocese of Fargo uh, about the, the Annunciation as a holy day for our time. And when we get back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about uh, what we learned from the way Mary and Joseph reacted to uh, the disruption Jesus created in their lives. Okay, so stay with us. More to come. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss not just suicide. I promise it will help. God's blessings to you all. And as all of you out in Radio Land listen to Real Presence Radio, what a great gift it is for every one of us. As we're in the car traveling, that we learn something about our love for Jesus, something about the great gift He has given us through His holy family, which is the church. Or we also get to find something out more deeply about our own self that we come to know that we are made in God's image and likeness. And the great gift that we have is made and loved by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So continue to listen to this wonderful radio station. We need to support it in every way so that this beautiful gift of the gospel message can be spread throughout where all of this is heard and that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you all in his love. Have a wonderful day and keep listening to Real Presence Radio. Today's Real Presence Live broadcast on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Rose Management. Affordable housing provided, serving North Dakota and Minnesota. 701-237-6840 or rosemanagement.net. Welcome back to the final segment of Real Presence Live. Uh, I'm, I'm Jack Canelli, and with me is my wife, Doreen. And uh, we're going to have to make up for an omission at the front end of this half-hour segment. Uh, we just figured that Father LaCroix was so famous in our surrounding area, but uh, we kind of we kind of forgot that we have listeners that are scattered a lot further than just the Diocese of Fargo and the Red River Valley. So we're going to ask, you know, and 
I, you know, somebody in Rochester might be things saying to themselves, you know, who is this guy? So, Father, we're gonna we're gonna let you introduce yourself. How's that? Well, great. You know, and I'm actually not from North Dakota. I'm from Michigan, and um, more precisely, just a city boy from South Detroit, as the song goes. Yes, <laughs> I am. I'm from South Detroit, and uh, became a priest for the Diocese of Fargo in 2005. And it's a great place to live. It's great. I do get back once a year to see all my family and friends. And that's great, but it's a blessing to be here. And I'm now currently pastor of two great parishes in Cavalier, North Dakota, St. Bridget, B-R-I-G-I-D, of Ireland, and then another Irish saint whom we just celebrated last week, and that is St. Patrick in Crystal, North Dakota. So even though I'm not at all Irish, I am, of course, on March 17th, but uh, great people up here, great communities at St. Bridget and St. Patrick. Okay, great. Well, we're happy to have you on. And before Amen. The, and before you were assigned there, you were the chaplain at Sullivan Shanley for many years. Right, yes. yes. And then before that, I uh, did a stint there at Holy Cross in West Fargo. Oh. So hello to all those people out there. Okay, great. Well, let's get back to the discussion. Before the break, we said yeah. that uh, we're going to ask you about what can we learn about the way, uh, or from the way that Mary and Joseph reacted to the disruptive disruption that oh, yeah. Jesus created in their lives. Father, just a minute. Before you answer that question, I just have another quick question. I know mm-hmm. the church over the years, or the centuries, has reduced the number of Holy Days of Obligation. Was the Annunciation yeah. ever a Holy Day of Obligation? Not to my knowledge. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, Mary's uh, conception is a Holy Day of Obligation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus' conception is not. But Jesus' birth is a Holy Day of Obligation. Mary's birth is not. So... We, I think we get the best of both worlds here. We do, you know. yes. But today is a solemnity. <laughs> That's right. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's a great trivia question. Are all solemnities holy days of obligation? You know? No. No, right. But so. you can eat chocolate yeah. today. We, 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 <laughs> exactly. We would have gotten that question, uh, the solemnity <laughs> one. We would have gotten that one. You got them. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, okay, so, no, I think we can learn a lot by this solemnity be, uh, from Mary and Joseph, because of their tremendous yes to God. And they realize that with God, nothing is accidental. Everything is ordained. You know, nothing escapes God's purview, whether he allows something to happen or ordains something to happen. It's all part of his providence. And so they realize that that God had roles for them to play and missions for them to carry out. And their whole disposition, both Our Lady and St. Joseph, their disposition was, and always was, what can I do for you today, God? It's not really a question of what you can do for me, but what can I do for you? And that was their whole lifelong attitude. And so, obviously, we see with Mary, she said yes, even though I'm sure she knew Isaiah, I'm sure she knew the prophets, that this... Messiah was going to be a suffering servant, so she knew that it would cost her. Nevertheless, she said yes. St. Joseph, it's going to cost him. Nevertheless, he said yes. So I think in this world where lots of people, lots of Catholics are saying no to the teachings of the Church, no to God's laws and commandments, I think we need 
Our Lady and St. Joseph as, as our examples to say yes. I mean, recently we had, you know, the Vatican put out a declaration that they cannot, we cannot bless uh, same-sex unions. This is the perennial teachings of the Church, and, you know, makes sense. And yet some people in the Church are rebuffing that, you know, and so we just need to have the attitude of Our Lady and St. Joseph. We're humble servants of the Lord. He has the truth. He knows what's best for us. He loves us more than we love ourselves. He wants our salvation more than we want our salvation. He knows what makes us tick. He wants us to be happy more than we want to be happy. And so, you know, I think what we, the number one thing we can learn is to obey the Lord, knowing that He loves us more than we can even uh, imagine or more than we can even expect. So He loves us with an eternal, unquenchable, undying, compassionate love, and to cooperate with Him is to enter into that love. Father, as you were talking about there, yes, um, I was thinking about the way in which Mary said yes. Her words were not just, oh, sure, I'll do that. Her words were, let it be done to me. Can you speak a little bit about that? Well, she said, not only that, but let it be done to me according to your word. Mm. So in other words, I want what God wants. I want to allow myself to be available for whatever God's will is for me. I want to allow myself to be available to God saving souls. I want to give my entire life, and that's that was her whole reason for being, to give her entire life to God in His service. And so we know that uh, when Mary was proclaimed, blessed are you among women, she was mainly blessed because she cooperated with God like no other creature. And she was mainly blessed is because she knew that she would suffer along with Christ, but she gave herself to that. And so I remember there's one scene in Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, that's really made a mark on me, and that is when... John comes running into the house and says, they captured him, you know. She says, let it be. In other words, I agree to this plan of God's, even though it's going to cost me, even though my heart will be pierced by a sword, I'm still going to do it. And so she gave her total 100% being to the plan of God, and obviously God is not done with her because, you know, all grace comes from Jesus, but it comes to us through Mary, and so she's still being a spiritual mother to us all, and will be until the end of the world. Okay, Father, I think we're going to have to leave it at that because we've got uh, less than 30 seconds, but uh, we want we want to be consistent with our prior uh, three guests and give you an okay. opportunity to give us a blessing. Yes. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you, may make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, may look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And for our listeners, we've been talking with Father Charles LaCroix of the Diocese of Fargo, currently located in Cavalier, North Dakota. At least that's where I think you're living right now. And thanks, Father, for uh, being with us today. It's been a, a, a great discussion, and it's always fun to talk with you. My honor. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you, Father. Your passion is is 
um, what's the word? Uh, contagious. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you. <laughs> God bless. God bless okay. you too. And with that, we take it to our technical director preview of the next show. So, Eli, it's all yours. Thanks, Jack. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Jacques Daniel and Karen Gibis, coming to you from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Rapid City, South Dakota. You know, it's time to find out who our next Honor Our Fathers is. Plus, hear from Karen and Jacques about what's on their mind. Plus, Jay Wickham will talk about equipping Catholic men, and Carol Kling and Amy Julian will talk about healing from the pain of abortion. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow morning, Friday at 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Okay, thank you, Eli. Looks like a good show coming up. We've certainly enjoyed ourselves today. We hope our listeners have as well. And uh, but before we uh, we uh, we still have about a minute and a half to go, and so I'm going to have uh, Doreen go back to her uh, her research papers and see if she can pull out another one of those uh, uh, hilarious riddles. Okay, what do you call a well dressed lion? Dandelion. Did you peek? No, <laughs> I'm just good. You are so good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and that's it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Okay, so what are you going to talk about for the next minute? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'd certainly like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to Real Presence Live, and we can certainly encourage you to be regular listeners because we think that uh, this is a program that gives you uh, great uh, information, a lot of it of a local nature regarding our Catholic faith. And it's always good to learn something new about that. Dream? Yeah, I'd just like to um, repeat... Father Durkin's uh, encouragement to people that have not ever experienced the sacred triduum, the three holiest days of the year, um, by participating in the liturgies offered on Holy Thursday. Those are in the evening, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. And happy, blessed Holy Week. Yeah, and also encourage, like Father Riley Durkin was doing, everyone to take uh, go to confession in preparation for the Easter Uh, liturgies because this is the time of year where we are obligated as Catholics to go to confession. So anyway, again, thank you all for listening and um, tune in tomorrow for more Real Presence Live. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.